are listening to the Joe Mays and Jay Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. Nine seconds left. Eagles by eight. Pretty. Lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles. He is throwing it deep for the end zone, and it is batted around and incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappa. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 256 of the Joe Mays and J. Raff Show. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's be prepared here. It's good to be on the show. <laughs> He's in the zone, for sure, tonight. He's ready to go. Yeah. So I'll get there. You'll get there eventually. So, this is... um. As I was telling a buddy on Twitter, this there is kind of our, uh, not our off-season, but it's kind of like a, a cool period for us just because, let's face it, like, we live and breathe American football. Yeah. And uh, I say that because the guy I was talking to is from Australia. Okay. So, no, I, I have to I clarify yeah. what type of football I'm talking about for any of our international audience out there to make sure uh, we're all on the same page. So, obviously, our busy season... Uh, is well, really, on this show tends to be June to early February. So yeah. we have a lot of fun here in this uh, couple month period where we can kind of talk whatever we want. And last year we did kind of a non sports thing. We didn't get to do it this year. I thought we might, but we took a, a longer break and um, we ran into March Madness, which we're going to talk briefly about tonight. And um, you know, this is also the time of the year where baseball is starting, which we did the uh, the preview uh, a couple weeks back. But it's also the end of the regular season for hockey and basketball, and good things are afoot for Philadelphia sports teams. So we will be talking about that in every facet. And while the Phillies lost today, they did have quite the game yesterday. So we're gonna talk about all Philadelphia teams. Except the Eagles, which we're not used to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's kind of a, um, you know, a little bit of a, a stop. But we did get to hear the Super Bowl call one more time on on the uh, 
on the intro to the show, which I told you last time never gets old. I keep listening to thinking you might be able to hear me yell uh, from <laughs> from our house here uh, to, um, you know, I know I know that would be quite the yell, but I, I was I was shocked. <laughs> yeah, well, we have video of it. We yeah. have played the yeah. video uh, a few times. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting uh, time in Philadelphia sports with uh, a lot happening in, um, you know, with the Eagles winning the right. Super Bowl, the uh, Sixers and Flyers making the playoffs, the Phillies scoring 20 runs yesterday. And yeah. Villanova winning their second collegiate basketball title in three years. Yeah, so. it's it's a pretty insane time in Philadelphia sports. And it kind of takes me back to a tweet that came out after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. So before Villanova won, before the Flyers had kind of went on a run to get back into playoff contention in, um, in, in hockey and in the midst of this uh, run that the Sixers have been making. But... What had happened was, um, like somebody sent out a tweet, a non-Philadelphia sports personality sent out a tweet and it just said, I hope everyone realizes what, what has just happened. Now that the Eagles have won, the Philadelphia sports fans are going to go from the team that like everybody loves to hate and they're no good to the team that everybody's going to hate Fine. and they're good. good. Right. Exactly. Welcome to Boston 2.0. Exactly. I'm, I'm more than glad to take that and have a, Decade plus of dominance in sports. We'll 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 make that work. Yeah. So I'm I'm all for that, especially if it would start with the the, the Flyers and Sixers here this late spring and oh early summer. Uh, you know, we got Eagles done, Villanova done, Flyers and Sixers, and then hopefully it carries over the, for the Phillies. Hopefully they get on the right track because they've had a bit of a rough start. Yeah, yeah, a bit <laughs> a bit of a rough start. And you and I talked a couple weeks ago, or yes, yeah, yeah last week ago. was Easter. Yeah. Um, had a couple, uh, we had a discussion about how they needed to get off to a quick start. Well, haven't ex- exactly done that. Mm. Um, at the same time, well, we'll we'll leave some for the show, but yeah. like it's not it's not all doom and gloom like some people would think. Yeah, at the same time, there are concerns that you have as well. So, so I have up here if you're watching us on Facebook Live the bracket challenge, the tournament challenge that we run through ESPN since uh, we weren't. Well, I mean, I guess it wasn't over last week at this time. They were right. almost over at this point. But we kind of knew what was going on, and I talked to um, the eventual bracket champion on Easter. Uh, and it was for the second time in three years. Coincidental, that's the same amount of time that Villanova's won. Yeah, funny how that works. Um, my, my aunt, <coughs> Jeff, is the bracket champion with total points totaling 1180 and in the 97.5 percentile. She takes it again, so I will be talking to her to see if she really does want to come on the show. Maybe she'll send a surrogate, such as my uncle, or um, you know, she'll we could get her to record something. You know, right. we'll, we'll offer her the shirt. You know, she didn't take us up on anything two years ago, but I don't know. Maybe she changed her mind. Maybe she's ready to uh, come on here and brag, and we'll talk a little yeah. dog, dog show. Yeah, so. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see what what's going on. Yeah, uh, but congratulations to her. Um, and, and as I mentioned two weeks ago, uh, and because it was my fault, I will bite the bullet and include him in here because my dad actually did finish second at 1160. So he okay. was just 20 points behind my aunt cause he did have Villanova. Um, Kelly actually also not in this pool. 
she did the same thing as my dad, well, what I did for my dad, and didn't join the bracket challenge, but Kelly did also have Villanova, and she used that bracket at her new job, and she finished fourth. Oh, nice. So, nice. Uh, yeah. Very nice. So, um, very good all around. You know, pick Nova. I know Jamie here uh, overall ended up finishing third, tied with my uncle. Um, John Rogers, also strong showing. Greg, uh, Brady mm-hmm. Reppert, a former player of mine. Uh, I don't know who, uh, who Candessa 3 is. Uh, do you know who that is? Nope. So if you if you're listening and you know who that is or that's you, let us know. Uh, looks like John Rogers had another of his brackets finished at the, near the top, and uh, Adam also. I know we. I said feel it. like there's a worst case scenario for Adam where he picked Villanova to win. They win, but he doesn't win the pool because <laughs> he's not really a Villanova fan, right? Um, yeah. So, and then notice uh, you're still scrolling and. Uh, we're not on we're, there. We're not on there yet. Man, we, I was doing strong. I was strong at the beginning, too. Yeah, I knew um, I was in trouble when my team winning at all uh, went out on the Sunday of the first <laughs> weekend. So uh, so Isaac finishing in the top 10, or I guess really it would be 11 with my dad in there, but Uncle Rich, uh, your buddy Rob, Trevor mm-hmm. Vaughn, my cousin Todd, Brian Oshinsky from Penn State, uh, my buddy Zach Arnold from the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, which I was a guest on a few weeks ago. Another one from Rob in there. Another one from your wife in there. And then finally, we get two chalk picks tied down there. Uh, but that's kind of interesting. That's the worst showing for chalk picks in years. Yeah, yeah, chalk picks is almost 10. always a your top well, 10, I mean, almost top well, five. Well, look at this. Yeah. Yeah, zero points well, at the end. That's a championship, but, so I'm talking probably more interested in this one than I guess. Yeah, but still, it, it was a bad... That so, th- that second week is where chalk picks really kind of so dropped off. So I finished twenty second. Where did you finish? Way down there, thirty fifth. Thirty fifth. Because I had no final four. It was not a good showing no. for my daughters this year. Yeah, I, I, I was outing. able to beat your daughters, so that's I'll, uh, I'll take that. And uh, yeah, Natalie did have UMBC, so she gets she gets credit for <laughs> wow. UMBC. But as you can see. Didn't fare too well outside no. the first 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 uh, two days. So, but yeah. So uh, congratulations once again to my aunt for winning our bracket challenge. And just a little housekeeping here. We'll update everyone on our tentative schedule here for the next uh, few weeks and months. Um, mostly because we want to point out that in about six weeks we are starting our. 2018 NFL preview. All right, I'm on board. That's just the way that it works out because of summer vacations. Where and, is the Super Bowl next year? That's a good Asking question. Asking for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not... Is it in... Where was it this year? Or is it in Minnesota? It's in is Minnesota it in Atlanta this year. next year? In the new one? Probably. And then... I know in a few years it's in LA. Well, here, let's just pull it up right here, so... Every time you do that, you pull up the thing, and I start looking. <laughs> it takes time. I know. Then you... Let's see. Selection process. Home team designation. Now let's go to this. I don't tell us here at the bottom. Atlanta, Atlanta Miami, Miami, Tampa, Tampa and then California. California. I, I, I knew Miami was coming up, but I was like, I think Atlanta squeezed in there before then. So, so you you went to the Super Bowl in Tampa, correct? Correct. Yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah. thought it was Tampa when you were there. Yep. 
my dad. That's an old. And I, it's getting to be Todd an older and, stadium. Todd and like, Terry. We went on January twenty eighth, two thousand one, where we saw Kerry Collins and the New York Giants get absolutely demolished by Ray Lewis and the Baltimore Ravens. I was rooting for the Ravens. I was time. not. I know. At all. I know. Terry was. I'm he aware. said birds of a different feather. Hey, there, there we go. Uh, well, I didn't know that. He's not going to root for the Giants. He's an Eagles well, fan. No, that makes sense. I just dad, never and, thought of it but, before. I mean, he was a Wilson guy, though. But right. he just couldn't. He could just couldn't root for the Giants. But my right. Dad and I think I, it would have been different if Terry like knew Kerry. You know right, what I mean? Right, but like, if you don't know him, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, there, there it is. That's All right, the, the good next to know. Four Super good Bowls, to know. Atlanta, Miami, Tampa, and Inglewood, which is that will be the new L.A. stadium. Yeah, so. which will probably be a spectacle. I can imagine. <laughs> well, with what the Rams are doing. Yeah, but they'll, they'll one, have they'll have died out by twenty twenty two. They're one of the first divisions we'll be talking about. So yeah. let's get back to that that schedule. So here we are tonight, March Madness, NHL, NBA. Um, so we're not doing NBA next week. That's a that is a incorrect. Um, not sure what we'll be doing. Kind of up next in the air. Week. Okay. Um, so that one's up in the air. So if you want us to talk about something, let us know. Um, then two weeks from now, we're actually going to be doing our first Bulldog Hour of the year. Just because there's a lot of stuff to cover, and um, you know, I always wanted to start before August, like we've done the last three years, and I think now's a good time because of. You know, schedule changes and the potential for some major realignment changes and uh, all the kind of stuff we touched on briefly at the end of the year or has, or has changed since the end of the football season. I think it's a good idea to do that. So I hopefully we'll have a nice video segment on um, Junior Joseph in the NFL draft. And uh, there's a whole bunch to talk about. I have an outline ready to go. So Bulldog Hour will be live in two weeks. Then we'll have it. That's right before the NFL draft. So we're going to have a draft recap the weekend after the final Sunday in April. Then the first Sunday in May, nearly a year to the date, we will welcome back Mr. Dallas Wood to talk about the NBA playoffs, which at the time the Sixers should have hopefully already won their first round matchup and be looking ahead to the semis. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to see. Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of fearing the the LeBron conversation with Dallas this year. Um, because I'm 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 not in groveling mode yet to, to bring LeBron <laughs> to Philly, but uh, man. Whew. Well, you know what he mentioned, and I didn't even say this to him. That he brought it up. He's like, we got a discussion about Rookie of the Year. That's what he said. <laughs> You're right, and they have a great runner-up to Rookie of the Year. <laughs> um, then we're, we'll be off uh, Mother's Day Sunday, but we'll be back, like I mentioned, May 20th, episode 260 of this show, and we're starting with the AFC West already. So the draft will be over and in the books. Some OTAs and minicamps will have gotten started. Obviously, you know, we can't wait until, like, end of July to start this. I mean, when we used to do that, we'd do two per week, but, like, it would take us two hours, and like, right, we just right. can't do yeah, that. No, it's... We like to focus on a division a week. Well, right. that's eight weeks. Well, with vacation stuff, that takes the entire summer. Yeah. And uh, we're going to go um, a lot of Bulldog Hour in August and, and the fall, but we'll get to that in the future. But that kind of gets you through the next six weeks or so of what to expect from us. So, yeah, so, I mean, we kind of talked about when we mentioned the um, – the, the tournament challenge with Villanova won yeah. the NCAA tournament this year, and they were easily, I think, the best team in this tournament. Yeah, and it was hard to tell because I, I know we mentioned this before when we were talking about some of the things, but um, more top five teams lost to unranked teams this year or had losses than like 
year, it's it's a long time since like that stuff had happened. So it was hard in the regular season to kind of distinguish who was was the best. Um, Virginia had been dominant a lot of the season in in the ACC. Um, Villanova did really well, but didn't win the regular season in uh, the Big East because they lost some games they probably shouldn't have lost in the Big East. Um, But they won the Big East tournament, you know? So you're like, oh, well, they have a chance. Um, You know, they got that two overall seed, the number one, a number one seed, but a number two overall. And, you know, people talk about, oh, well, there were some upsets and things. Yeah, but. You know, you look at who they beat. They beat number nine, Alabama, who number Alabama had won down the stretch to get into the tournament. I'll give them that. But Alabama was long and athletic, um, you know, has, you know, a lottery pick player uh, in Colin Sexton uh, this year. So Alabama is nothing to scoff at. I saw that game. Dante DiVincenzo kind of gave a preview of things to come later in the tournament, lit it up in the first half. He was the only one hitting anything for Villanova, but lit it up in the first half. And then Villanova just started draining everything in the second half and blew them out of the water. Yep. Uh, again, a storyline we kind of see a little later on. Um, but then you also, um, you know, they beat West Virginia, who a lot of people were kind of, that was a trendy upset pick, I feel like. West Virginia, you know, call, uh, affectionately called Press Virginia because they, they pressed and gave Villanova some some struggles, but they were able to kind of Pulled extend a lead the down the stretch and won by double digits again. Um, you know, and then they go on and um, I'm trying to think after that. I'm not ex- Oh, they played Texas Tech. And Texas Tech, you know, Good defensive team. Um, again, had a couple losses they shouldn't have had, but was right there at the top of the Big 12. And then they beat a number one seed in Kansas. You know, again, by double digits, they blew the doors off of Kansas yeah. in that Final Four game. Man. And then Michigan, it's back and forth. I knew that Villanova was going to be okay when Michigan was going all out and they were they were playing like on fire to start the game. And before the first TV timeout, Mo Wagner needed a break and he was calling to come out. Cause, mm-hmm. And they talk about it all the time in the championships, how you just get so up for the championship that like it just you gotta it just of, sucks you know, the weather, life out of you real quick. Right. And, see what and Villanova weathered the storm and then started lightning got, lighting it up and won every game by double digits. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, so another great showing from Jay Wright and his club. Yeah. Two, two national championships in three years. Um there are only a handful of uh, teams that have won three championships since the modern era of the tournament, which I believe started in 1985 when the Villanova won and have s- essentially shot perfect from the field Was in the second half against North Georgetown. Carolina, Kentucky, I think some of, yeah, and, and Villanova. Um, yeah, like it, it's crazy. Has Florida won more than two? See, I think they won two, two and they won back to back. So like back-to-back. when you talk about the two and three years, Florida gets thrown in there. Even though they had won back to back, the Joe Kim Noah teams and, yeah. and stuff like that. Al Horford. And yeah, yeah. So, not only did a Philadelphia based yeah. team win a postseason tournament, but another Pennsylvania school, one that we're quite fond of, also found themselves cutting down the net. And that was Penn State, who yeah. made it to the NIT, which I think is 32 teams, right? I believe so, yes. And they ended up being a four seed, and along their Actually, way. Actually. I don't think it is. 
Or do they not seed past? So I think because some teams have a bye. I'm just trying to think in my head. Oh, so they? yeah, so like Notre Dame had a bye. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know how many weird. get buys though. So okay. it might be like it might be like 28 teams. It's uh, something, okay, weird. something weird. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, Penn State ended up beating that Notre Dame team on uh, St. Patrick's on Day. On St. Patrick's Day at Notre Dame. At yeah. Notre Dame. And um, then kind of blew the doors off of the next two teams that they played yeah. to capture the NIT championship, which they also did nine years ago with right. Taylor Battle. Uh, that one was a little bit closer than this one this yeah. time around. And, you know, the NIT has to love it because the two most highly attended NIT championship games at Madison Square Garden both involved Penn State well, nine course. years ago and this one. because Penn State has a huge New York City alumni. Right, case. and they can bust the students to the game. You know, like it's not – it's you, – you and I know. If we want to go to New York – we could we could be there before tomorrow. You yep. know, we could we could be there. You can go anytime you want from this area, which is nice. Um, not that we do all the time, but you, yeah. you but it's nice every to be able year, to. You, right, year. exactly. Jamie and I are on a three year cycle for New York, but like, yeah, it's one of those things where, and that's good for us, you know. <laughs> but um, you know, it it's easy to get there. They've got to love it. Um, but yeah, you know what? And Pat Chambers, who was. There were some legitimate questions about his job security earlier this year, um, especially considering like after a home loss to Ryder right. over Christmas break. Now, a Ryder team that wasn't terrible, but you know, you, you lose to Ryder at well, home. You know, was a time you just during probably around the same time that the Flyers got really hot, that Penn State was really hot, and they were, yeah. they were not even really well. I mean, they're still a bubble team, but they're considered an in bubble team. Yeah, and then yeah. they didn't do uh, they. It started with a loss to Purdue, which then a few weeks later they lost to Purdue again in the Big Ten tournament, and they just couldn't seal the deal. But right now, they parlayed that into an NIT championship, and despite losing one of their big guns, one of them is coming back. Tony yeah. Carr is leaving for the NBA. Right, right, but. This Penn State team was pretty young, and yes. they're expected to build something. They could have preseason rankings. Yeah. Uh, they could be, uh, you know, like 20, 23, 24, 25, um, or be just on the outside looking in. And uh, expectations will be high next year because of the championship and because of what's returning. Right. The The goal is you've got to make you've got to make the, the the tournament next year. And I'd say in the next couple of years, the the goal would be to win a game in the in, in the NCAA tournament. Has it, that happened since two thousand one when they upset North Carolina? I don't believe so. They've, they've made, made it. The Sweet sixteen. They've made it, but I don't think they've. They've, they've made it there. a few times. What, the they last lost time the was Temple. Twenty ten, twenty eleven. Yeah, that was the last yeah. time they were there. I can't yeah. remember if it was twenty ten or twenty eleven, but um, I think they may have made it one or two times between then and two thousand one when they upset yeah. North Carolina. That was um, incredible. I got a, a great story about that related to the all, the uh, Wilson stuff we talked about uh, this past week, but we're not going to talk about that now. Um, so there's uh, Patrick Chambers. Um, yeah. You know, he signed our show shirt. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Coach's Caravan. That's right. He actually signed it, Coach Chambers. He that's was, awesome. He was like, I'm going to write Coach. I'm like, oh, you can do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> so uh, congratulations to the Penn State men's basketball team. On uh, finishing the year on top, you know they got they brought that trophy home, and uh, you know they uh, got to celebrate hey, you know their what? players. Keep going in the right direction. Um, you know, hopefully they can get some guys in to to help. You know, it stinks to see Tony Carr leave, but like, listen, that's that's what that's what happens. You know, like that's that's what happens. I know. Um, 
I'm not saying he's the Saquon of the basketball right. team, but like, you know, you get guys there. It's just, you know, those are some of the things you have to deal with now. Um, interesting note. I saw a thing that says, I think Saquon is still taking classes, even though he's not like, I think he, he entered the draft, but he was still taking classes because when he made the decision to let Coach Franklin know, he promised Coach Franklin he'd finish his degree. So I think he might be scheduled to actually graduate or has things in, in place so that he can. Penn State, with World Campus now, those things are yeah. pretty well possible. So, yeah, yeah. So so switching gears a little bit, quickly talk about the Phillies. Now, I mentioned they lost today. Didn't get the sweep Took two or three. The Took two or three, though. That's what we, what do we say all the time. Two out of three. Out of three. Gets you, you to 102 two, wins. You go two and one all year, you're doing pretty good. Right. So they couldn't get it done today. Uh, but Vince Velasquez, while starting a bit rocky yesterday, yeah. giving up the run early, uh, his offense behind him came to play. Yes, they and, did. And uh, they had two or three grand slams. Two grand slams. First time, I think, since 2009 that they had two Grand Slams in the same game. By the way, it was the first time ever that a Flyers player had a hat trick and, and a Phillies player, Phillies had, a player had a Grand Slam on the same day. That is cool. Yeah. That is cool. So the Grand Slams came from Michael Franco and um, Aaron Altair yep. uh, were the two with the Grand Franco Slams. Franco had a heck of a two days. Yeah, he did. Like uh, Thursday into um, and, and Saturday. Whew. So, uh, you know, there was a little bit of um, consternation in the clubhouse uh, with moves that Gabe Kapler has made over the first uh, 10 days of the season or so. Yep. Um, Some vocal players, including Nick Williams, who asked if a computer was making the lineups because of the Phillies' reliance on analytics now. Um, It'll take time for this clubhouse to change, as it has in many other places over the last decade or so. Um, 15, 10, 15 years with the staff it was, the upper level. It was metrics. interesting. So I I heard some of the like um some of the podcasts I listened to, they were talking about how you know it, it is tough when you introduce it from when you go to almost none of it to Gabe Kapler like admittedly is like pretty much all about it. like that every decision is that which is is fine they said except like they made the the reference to. All right, so if if you're coaching, if you're Steve Kerr and you're coaching the Warriors and Steph Curry makes 10 threes in a row and it comes time for the game-winning shot and you're like, well, no, we can't have Steph do it because statistics tell us he's going to miss the next one. Right. You know, like... You have to know when to Right, he's like, he's like, them. so it's one of those things where, you know, yeah, you, you have to use the numbers to make educated decisions, but at the same time... It can't be the only decision. It can't be, factor. right. You said you have to take the player's performance on that day into effect. And they talked about that's what the best at this do. And Gabe Kapler, and it, they said it takes time to to do that, you know. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, that's one of those things where people are jumping all over, like, making the numbers-based decisions. Listen, I'm not opposed to making the numbers-based decisions, you know, because I, I figured that'll work out. You know, it hasn't worked out for some of the choices early on, but there are some things like that are inexcusable, like right. calling a pitcher into the game before you ever got a chance to warm up. Unexcusable. You know, like you can't, that can't happen ever. Never. Um, ever. And I, you, you just look at some of those things, um, you know, and, and it's tough because the season just started, but. Listen, the players have to know you have their back. Um, not, they, they don't have you don't have to be a player's coach necessarily, but like if they think that you're 
not going to like give them any, you know, room, then you might be digging yourself a battle that's going to be a losing battle, you know, like, cause you can't fire all the players, you know, that's not how that works. We talk about the line, um, you know, from, uh, Moneyball when, you know, Billy Bean's talking to David justice about how, like, you right. know, no, the Yankees are paying us for you to not play for them, right. you know? Yeah. There's some of that, but you can't, you can't get rid of all the players. It's easy to get rid of the coach. So, right. um, he got booed on opening day. I feel deservedly so for some of the decisions. Right. But some of them are just the breaks didn't go your way. And that happens all the time in baseball. It's a long season. Give them a chance. So, you know, kind of interested to see how it goes. They've got time in April. We're still only a third of the way, not yep. even uh, through right. April, like a quarter of the way. So they have a chance to turn around. They still need to have a strong April. Like they need to be above 500 at the end of the month. That's basically what it comes down to. So the Phillies were the nightcap yesterday, but in afternoon matinee, the Flyers were taking on one of their heated rivals, the New York Rangers, who are not in playoff position, whereas the men in orange and black were. And things went Philadelphia's way for sure, as the Flyers were able to clinch a playoff spot, taking the one of the final eight spots, you know, one of the eight spots available. The Flyers got one of the last ones, and because of the way things worked out, they ended up moving up from the eighth spot all the way to... It's like the Western Conference in the NBA right now, where right. like three games separate like hosting a playoff series to being out of the playoffs. If the NHL seeded them in some fashion, the Flyers would be either fifth or sixth. But right. the way the playoff matches sets up, it doesn't really matter. They're third in the Metro, which means they play the second team in the Metro division. Um, and which I did not realize this was the scenario yeah, until not, I woke up this morning. Yeah, I'm not real thrilled about this. And uh, so the Flyers are getting ready to do battle with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Hopefully, Two-time defending Stanley Cup champions. Yeah, and they have all 13 starters. And like everybody's like, this is, this is a Penguins team that's raring to go. And yeah, yeah. Flyers have their work cut out for them here. Yeah, the... Uh, the Flyers are 0-2-2 against the Penguins this year. They lost both games in Philadelphia in regulation in brutal fashion. They got the overtime loss both in Pittsburgh. Um, got So they got two points in four chances, which is yeah. not great. Not a single win against the Penguins this year. Uh, but the Flyers have historically played them well in the playoffs. Yes. They haven't always come out on top, but has, have played them pretty well. I believe the last time they met, the Flyers upset them in six games. And that can you believe the last time Flyers Penguins met in the playoffs was twenty twelve? I can't. Well, it, it is a little surprising, but not all that surprising because the Flyers haven't made the playoffs a ton between. Well, they didn't make it last year. The Flyers are right. back in the playoffs. Right, right. We didn't get the experience last year, yeah. so. Um, uh, so so last year the Flyers were the first team ever to have a ten game winning streak and not make the playoffs. This year, they become the first NHL team ever to have a 10-game losing streak and make the playoffs. <laughs> so, I'm Symmetry. telling you, the Eagles, like win the Su- Eagles win in the Super Bowl, upset the, like, cosmic, well, you know, Well, right after ways. that happened, the Flyers and Sixers hadn't lost for, Yeah, like, they didn't lose for, like, two weeks. They went, like, 16-0-1. Yeah. It was crazy. And, Unbelievable. Uh, so, Claude Giroux got to a 100-point milestone and actually ended up, I think, with 101 or 102. Yeah, he had, 102 because he, he got trick. the hat trick. He's Somebody a, said, 
Carson Wentz, Dante DiVincenzo, and yeah, I saw uh, Claude Drew. They said Philadelphia's gingers are taking over the world or something like that. Yep, they're bringing. Uh, <laughs> they're um, doing good things for uh, redheads around. Yeah, absolutely. The, uh, keep it. Keep it going. So uh, let's see if I can pull this up here. We can watch some highlights from the Flyers dismantling of the Rangers. Yeah, so it's, it's one nothing, and then next thing you know, <laughs> yeah, it's an explosion. Um, yeah. Um. So Flyers look good. Drew with uh, it, do you know his first ever regular season hat trick? To, to how incredible I Drew saw that, been. and I was like, whoa! I yeah. couldn't, I couldn't believe that. But, but I like how they added regular season because I'm assuming that means he had a postseason one. I just can't right. remember. I just so can't remember it. It was, it would be interesting, and I get it. It's not something you want to do going into a playoff series against the Penguins. But I, I would love for him to be like, yeah, who's who's questioning my captaincy now? Right. Like you know, like just like just to say it, like you know. <laughs> yeah. So here it is. This is the one that gets it for him. For the Flyers to go up five nothing and they would win by that same score. See, and there you go. That's why I never wear a hat to a to a hockey game that oh. I'm not willing to part with. I've been because... at a few, uh, actually, a few hat tricks in person, both right. at the Flyers. I think at the Hershey Bears, probably at the Royals, and I always right. take it off and hold it because I'm always like, someone's gonna take it and throw See, it on. See, I I won't I won't wear one that I'm not willing to throw because I'm like, if Drew gets a hat trick that's sending us into the playoffs, I'm throwing my hat. So I'm not wearing one that I don't want to get rid of. Right. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Flyers uh, Wednesday night in Pittsburgh will be the opening of the Flyers 2017-2018 playoff run. That's a beautiful arena, man. PPG Payne. Yes, arena. yes. I haven't been there. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, what the Flyers are able to do being back in the playoffs after a one-year hiatus. And the the, the – um, the veterans had a very good year this year for the Flyers. Um, yeah. Drew, Voracek, Simmons went healthy. Uh, and the young guys look good at times. Yeah. Inconsistent, you know, right, but a lot that, of potential. It's okay when the veterans are producing, though. Right, right, that's, right. that's the idea. The young guys are going to be inconsistent. They need to grow into their roles, and the veterans need to cons- and be consistent and produce. Like Nolan Patrick, Oscar yeah. Lindblom, Sean uh, Bear, um, Konechny, like all these guys – there, the, the base is there for a very good Flyers yeah. team, and if the veterans can do this for another year or two, you're, I mean, you're going to talk about what the Bruins and Lightning have done this year uh, right. with the potential for this Flyers team. The biggest question, as has been the case for what four decades, is goaltending. Yeah. What's going to happen with the goaltending? Are we going to find guys that get hot like Leighton and Boucher eight years ago, and they ride it to uh, the Stanley Cup uh, final? Or, you know, are we going to have this circle where you don't know uh, what's going to happen? I'm going with that. Yeah, because that's what <laughs> says. Not, not, not my, like, choice, but, like, if I'm if you're asking me to predict what I think is going to happen, I'm going with, uh, well, it'll, we'll quote-unquote ride the hot hand, but it'll right. basically be a starter-by-default kind of method. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see. But So, um, that brings us to the final portion of our show tonight. And it is the inspiration for Justin's wardrobe this evening. Absolutely. And that is the Philadelphia 76ers who were a laughingstock everywhere, including on this show a few years ago. Although we always said to trust the process. Absolutely. Became, because why not? Why well, not? We've said for years. We talked about the Phillies embracing analytics. Yeah. The Sixers have been doing it for, what, six years now? Yeah. Seven years? Yeah. Maybe longer. It just. By the way, you know where Sam Hinkie came from? He came from Houston. Right. 
who's winning, who won the Western Conference this year. So, like, it works. Now, I'm not saying, like, that guarantees championships. But I know of people that I follow for lots of sports who are, like, I actually... And I'm not talking like Cowherd. Like, that was one thing when he said they wouldn't win 40 games and now they won 50. Like, I'm talking like more like people locally that were like, this is a joke. You know, trust the process didn't work, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, it did work. It, it worked exactly how it was supposed to work. Now we just need the Lakers to get that first overall draft pick because then it's the Sixers. Can you imagine? Can you imagine getting the first overall pick? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So who, who would you take? Actually, what I want is, I mean, I, obviously, I want that because that's better in the long right. run. But I'd love to see the 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 Flyers get uh, Lonnie. Oh, the Flyers, the, the, the Sixers, the get, Sixers Lonnie. get Lonnie. Oh my! Can they could open up a fan shop right on Penn <laughs> oh Street, gosh. man? Oh my gosh! Could you imagine? No, no, I can't. I can't imagine if they got Lonnie. Oh my gosh! The um, the little uh, ditty that we ordered last night. Um, yeah. Based on that screen there, and based on the reviews I read, actually it comes with the StubHub. Oh, nice, 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 nice. So, um, hopefully, by the time the the uh, 76ers are playing the Cavs in the Eastern Conference Final, oh that's my gosh. <laughs> and we can get Joe on the phone, we'll bring Dallas back. It'll you be know what? I think if LeBron comes to Philly next year, you and I have to discuss. I'm not committing to it. We have to discuss buying a LeBron Sixers jersey for Dallas. Like we'll, we'll have to we'll have to throw that out there. It's 15 bucks. Like how can we go wrong? <laughs> Oh so, my gosh! Um, but yeah, Ben Simmons has been absolutely on fire. Is having a great rookie year <laughs> for the oh Sixers. Um, but this was the stat I was going to tell you. I saw this today. I uh, he's averaged fourteen point seven points, ten point one rebounds, and ten point nine assists over the fourteen game winning streak. No player prior to Simmons, rookie or vet, has ever averaged a triple double over a winning streak of ten plus games in NBA history. And the 14 games ties a 76ers franchise record that they set in 1982-83, which ended pretty good. Yeah. And um, so they win their next game. They have a new franchise record for wins in a row. Yeah, and they play Atlanta, who is a tanking team this year. Um, uh, Man. That's right, AI. And AI is at, like, every home game. By the way, since January 3rd, Sixers are 22-1 and at home. I saw that, yeah. Incredible. So, yeah. you know, everyone thought that this could be the year that the Sixers break through, that they could do something. I think that losses to the Warriors, too. It's I'm not really? sure, but I, I think it is, yeah. That they should be a playoff team. And we had talked, I think, at one point early in the year, we could see them top top six. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're top three. Currently, they're sitting at third, and they control their destiny here because they're a game up on, on the Cavs. Now, they wouldn't win the tiebreaker with the Cavs, I don't believe. So, they need to win... Their last two because the Cavs played the Knicks twice, so um, they are the Sixers are in Atlanta and then they finish up in Milwaukee. Um, so, the, you know, assuming they get to fifty-two wins, like He's sixteen in a row, right? Going into the playoffs, that's crazy. But it's not like NFL, so you can, you can, you don't have to. It's not win or go home right. every game in in the basketball playoffs. The thing is, I want them. I don't I don't really know who I want them to face. I don't really want to face the Heat cuz Dwayne Wade scares me in the playoffs even though he's he's older. Um 
I don't want to face the Greek freak though with the Bucks. You know, like yeah. um, especially with Embiid status, right? So with them tied up, you know, like I probably take my chances with the Heat instead. I I don't know, two left. right? So I don't really know, but um, they're both yeah. six and four in their last ten. Yeah, so the the playoffs look pretty much set. You know, the seating has to be adjusted a little bit. Um, I wouldn't mind playing the Wizards. They've lost four in a row. Yeah, but that's yeah. not going to happen. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, I guess it could. It could. I mean, it could. The Heat and Bucks both lost the last two games, and the Wizards won their last their two. Last they'd two. be in. Right. So you never know. See, the Wizards scare me a little bit with John Wall, and um, I can't think of the other guy that's there. But, like, they scare me a little bit. I don't know. But you know what? It's one of those things where, hey, you're going to face good teams. you got to win. Well, you know? If the Sixers hold on to the three spot. That would be huge. I, you know, whoever they play, be it the Heat, Bucks, or Wizards, you know, I just want them to play the team that they're going to beat. Because right. in the next round, you're probably playing the Celtics without Kyrie. Right. Exactly. Man, can you imagine? Can you imagine this team having the chance to get to the NBA conference or the Eastern Conference Finals? Oh my gosh! Hey, it's, it's the year. It's the year. The Eagles won the Super Bowl. Anything is possible. Anything can happen, right? <laughs> yeah. So, oh my gosh! Yeah, it's uh, trust crazy. the process, baby. <laughs> so you know, the Heat are only eighteen and twenty-three on the road. So it's yeah, no, I mean they they are much better at home. So um, yeah. Sixers. Yeah, Sixers are close to five hundred on the road though too. So it's not a huge. Yeah, but they're deal, above five hundred on the road. Yeah. Right, right, as a right. and twenty nine and eleven at home, <sighs> like you said, twenty two and one since yeah. January third. So yeah, it's tough to beat the Sixers at home, right? Right. Now. So the key is, you know, if they can win these last two, um, if they don't, you know, they'll end up assuming they win one of them. They'll end up playing the Pacers, but they'd still have home court advantage. Um, but then you have you would have to play the Raptors in the second. Right. Either way, they should avoid the Cavs until the, until the conference finals. Right. How crazy is that we're even discussing this as a possibility? Right. Like, the, oh man. The Sixers got a lot of props from J.J. Redick and his comments recently. I should say the fans, the atmosphere in Philadelphia, I guess, has been electric over the last uh, oh my close gosh. to six months. They said when they beat the Cavs the other night, they said the roof was coming off of the plate. Yeah. Like, man. And, and this is one of those things. Don't get me wrong. Like, the Eagles, like, and I know we talk about this at different times, but Philadelphia as a whole, I'm not talking about just franchise support here, but as a whole, Philadelphia has such strong basketball roots. Like, I mean, whether you want to talk about, um, you know, the Big Five or whether you want to talk about, like, high school hoops or whether you want to talk about just legendary guys that have come from Philly or the Sixers, like, back. Philadelphia has such strong basketball roots that, man – when when they're doing when they're exciting like this there's just a buzz about it that that is a lot of fun a Absolutely. lot of fun and um hopefully they can keep it going and look you know we're not under the uh, illusion that or del- delusion that right. they're going to win the the NBA championship or even make it to the finals like that's not what we're saying but like if they're able to compete and then you when you start talking about all right well pieces to add instead of just building from the ground up. It's a lot of fun and it's a lot of excitement. And look what it's doing. You and I talk Sixers now 
not every day, but like we talk about the Sixers in our conversation of sports that happen all the time anyway. Right, because before that never happened. Like that that didn't happen. Even when the Sixers were good and like beat the Bulls because Derrick Rose blew out his ACL. Right. Like they were still like on the periphery. Like this is not just a good team, but an exciting team. And that, well, that's one of the future. You know, yeah, exactly. Before it was just kind of flash in the pan. And like, well, the last few years, I mean, when years ago when he first got there and this all started, we were just like, well, we know that it's coming because right. we're believers in statistics and analytics. So we knew that. And in basketball, doing, it works more than anything else. Right. Like, well, there's only five guys. You, you only, about. right. And, and, it used to be that you only needed a stud to win the championship. Now you need a group of them. Well, well, good. We were awful for years. Now we got a group. Right. <laughs> Embiid, Simmons, Fultz, Reddick, and right. then a bunch of guys that I don't mean to slight, but those are the ones that everyone talks about right, right. now. Right, right. And then when we have LeBron next year, you know. You oh, my start. gosh. I'll lose my mind. Oh, man. I don't know. And maybe my I life as I go to I go tell. to Ohio for a wedding. <laughs> Wearing my LeBron... Or I just take chalk and I write it onto the back of my suit. You get up there at, during the vows and you throw throw the chalk in the air. <laughs> oh my gosh! Witness. <laughs> just walk out because you get a tearaway no. tux. Like, you throw the you throw the chalk in the air. You rip up the t- and you walk up the aisle. But you've given the like whoever is doing the music. You have given them like a fifty to play like a walkout music for you. I don't, I don't think Jamie would appreciate it if I was like, I'm sorry, Jamie, I'm taking LeBron to the wedding as my, <laughs> my plus one. So, yeah. Pretty well, sure that would not go over well. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed our little uh, throwback segment here where we do the Philly rundown and talk about all Philly teams except for the Eagles. But, you know, we peppered them in there a little bit here and there. That's right. And they'll get plenty of coverage again within in the next uh six weeks when we start our NFL preview for 2018. But, you know, it's nice to give the Flyers, Phillies, and, and Sixers some love as well as Villanova. Yeah. Because they and it's nice basketball. when it's fun to do so right, instead yeah. of just being like, like, oh. You know, facepalm, you know, MB right. got hurt again. Right. Let's or, hope they win the draft lottery. <laughs> like, Which which is funny because MB did get hurt again, but it hasn't mattered yet. Right, and it wasn't a crazy one. Yeah, right. they've won like six in a row without him now. Yeah, I mean, like that. orbital fracture and concussion, it's not major. Eh. He's fine. Well, I meant like, all things considered, it's not major. That's the crazy part. But So, yeah, hopefully. But think, uh, yeah, they've done this without them giving some of the other guys a chance to step up. Hopefully they can. he can kind of get healthy and come back in. And Yeah, that would, that would be huge. Sounds good to me. So we will be here uh, next week. And again, about something. something you want us to talk about, you know, hit us up. This is kind of fun, kind of hitting a whole bunch of different spots. Next week, we could talk about all of them again. We could talk about yeah, the same we can give updates. other than Villanova and Penn State men's basketball. We could talk about Phillies, Flyers, and Sixers again if you want to hear the Philly rundown. Uh, if there's something else you want us to cover, if there's some viral uh, sports post out there that's interesting, you hit us up, send us an email. We'll answer your questions. Or if you have a topic, let us know. Um, so we'll be back for episode, uh, 257, uh, next Sunday, um, to get more from us, visit jmnjrradio.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, uh, birthday shout outs, happy birthday to little man, Jack Hill. Yeah. Big four O. Yeah. Um, we'll be back again before you have yeah. one, a big yeah. one to, to talk about. How about any uh, friends or family? can think of i'm trying to know before I, forget. I know isaac had one recently yeah so happy belated to him we covered a lot of people two weeks ago that we knew we would miss 
So um, if, if we forgot about you, um, trust me, it wasn't on purpose. We don't have these written down. We're trying to do them from memory. Uh, so... And if you know us, you understand right, yeah, the, right. where the distance connect exactly, comes from. Exactly, exactly. So anything else from you? No. All right, thanks for joining us. This wraps up the 256th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.